Well, hello, this is Ben with the Threads Podcast, and this is not Jason. Jason is on vacation. That kind of almost rhymes. And speaking of rhyming, here's Mike. Hey, how's it going? I don't know how that's rhyming, but sweet. Let's go. Yes. So Mike has been on the show a number of times. He's essentially become our biggest fan slash participant slash friend. Lots of different things. Yes, I am I am the one that they talk about all the time on every episode now, it seems it, like. It's true. You've stirred the pot of drama. Yes, I have. So you've interjected yourself into our podcast and into our lives. Forced myself, really, is yes. what happened. Well, thank you. It's been great. So uh, you'll hear more. I can't even talk sometimes. You'll hear more from Mike in a little bit, but uh, I'm going to go ahead and do all this housekeeping stuff that Jason and I usually do. Hopefully it'll be a little bit shorter because I feel like on the most recent episodes, it takes us 10 minutes to get through this stuff sometimes. It does. I kind of fast forward through it. So I think everybody else does too. So if you're a fast forwarder, here's your spot to press fast forward, but you might miss something. This is the Threads podcast, Life Unfiltered. We are all about having unfiltered conversations about faith, mental health, and uncomfortable stuff. Tonight is our personal format. It's been a while since we've done this, and it's really been a while for me because the last personal format was Mike and Jason, and now it's Mike and Ben. So you can expect to hear a recap of our lives over the last few weeks, and uh, Jason is up, I think he's on on his way to the family cabin for the weekend. Uh, It is Memorial Day weekend as we're recording. So best wishes to Jason. And while he's not here to do all these ads and things, you're dealing with me. And the next up is buy me a coffee. I like coffee and I like spending money, but um, something I'm realizing in my family life is budgeting is hard. And we're spending a ton of money on silly things like Starbucks and fast food. And it's almost embarrassing sometimes how much we spend there. So people maybe should buy you four coffees. Yeah, they might. They might have to to support this this habit that I've developed. Uh, but no, actually, if you go to buymeacoffee.com slash threads podcast, there you will be able to buy us a cup of coffee. That's the tagline. It's the platform we use. But in all honesty, as much as I would love to stock up on Starbucks, that money goes to support the show. Things like hosting, um, all this fancy gear that I just learned how to use tonight. Maybe. Maybe. Right. (laughs) Hopefully you're hearing this. Hopefully I did it right. But at any rate, there is a price tag with this. It sure is a passion project and we don't mind footing the bill for some of these expenses. However, if you'd like to take on some of that responsibility, we'd certainly be very grateful. So head over to buymeacoffee.com slash threads podcast. And also apparently we're starting a newsletter, but um, we only have one person signed up. Thanks, Larry. We need a few more people to sign up for the newsletter to make it worth it. So go to our website, threadspodcast.com and click on the newsletter link. All right. I think that's it. Boom. Housekeeping done. Yeah. Taken no care kidding. of. Man. So the next thing we're going to do, I feel like such a bad MC. Jason is just like 
smooth and trans transition well except for the last time i was on here he uh he was trying to do your part and that was pretty that was pretty cringy to even be part of so <laughs> i think you're doing a great job ben we talk about stuff i think he said shit. that at one he said point. we talk about shit we talk about shit <laughs> yeah yep so we talk about shit on this show and um we have a lot of fun doing it well let's talk about the last episode or two honestly i've been feeling a little bit creatively wow <laughs> see i can't even talk i'm so creatively drained yeah i feel like it takes a lot of energy and thought to make threads happen and i'm just i don't know when it's lacking yeah and you guys you guys have done like 130 of them so it's true that makes sense that it's sometimes like okay what else can i come up with what else can i talk about right Right. And it felt like the month of May, for whatever reason, was just, it was like, okay, what are we doing? And now we're going to sit down and plan June, I think. So come back soon, Jason. Yeah. May's flown by, or at least for me. So yeah, it was a crazy it was a fast weird month. month. Weird month. But the last episode that we did, gosh, I'm thinking of the one that we recorded, but that comes out tomorrow. So I'm all mixed up, <laughs> but the last episode that we had was physical and mental yes. health conversation Thank and how those you. were tied together. And I loved it. It was great. Unfortunately, I don't think many people listen to that one for some reason. Really? That's what Jason was saying. Huh? Well, maybe it's because you said that I was, I was overweight in the description of the podcast. That was, that was fun to wake up to on a Friday. Wait, what? Yeah. Said Mike is Mike, Jason, Jason, Mike, and Ben are all overweight. Well, I mean, it's true, but that was kind of weird to wake up to. So maybe they're like, I <laughs> ah, forget this. I'm not listening to that garbage. No, that was the AI that wrote that. I didn't write that. Uh huh. I'm kidding. I must have. <laughs> Clearly, you can tell where my brain's been. I'm just a little bit like, oh, what? What's happening? But uh, that is life unfiltered. But yeah, we talked about the physical and mental connection, and that's something the three of us have really observed recently, and that's been a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, do you think that people just don't think about that kind of thing? Probably not. Like, I mean, it's unless you're really digging into your mental health, you're right. not thinking about that. But like, yeah, I, I'm just noticed like just that tie together. It's so tied together. It's so... Like, I've noticed my mental health has gotten better the more mm. physically healthy I've gotten. I would agree 100%. Over the last couple of months. But I also noticed before that my mental health was getting worse as my body was getting more and more out of shape. Yes. In so many ways. So it was yeah. it was really cool just to hear you guys talk about that. And especially with those nurses. Yeah. yeah it was, was just something. like, wow. Like, that really put it at the forefront and made it like, yep, see, not just making it up. Right. Yeah. It's a real thing. And what's so interesting to me about my uh, family life, a child growing up, that's one thing that my mom always tried to stress was this idea of your mental health, your physical health, and your spiritual health are all tied together. Yep. And it's interesting to me because I think that was certainly talked about, but I don't know that it was necessarily lived out yeah. in the life of my family. But then when I got to college, we had the, what was that uh, 
you probably didn't have to take it because you transferred. No, in. I did though. It was like the foundations of health or yes. something like that, where we yeah. had to track all the exercise we yes. did. Yeah. <laughs> and I would count walking to the church across the street for chapel. <laughs> nice. As part of my points. But in that class, I don't remember the professor's name anymore, but she was amazing. And she um, made me uncomfortable the way she talked about her depression. Okay. And her experience and how she talked about there were times where I would go home and just sit in my living room and close all the blinds and just sit in the darkness. <laughs> and freshman Ben is like freshman sheltered. Ben is like, how in the world is this person teaching a class? If she deals with depression, like that's not okay. Wow. You, you've changed a lot in that then, right? I, I but, would say so. Wow. But so, yeah, I probably would have been the exact same way. Yeah. If it would have stuck out to me that she said she was struggling with depression. Yeah. It was so uncomfortable and, and off-putting at the time because up until that point, you just don't talk about that thing. You no, don't talk about your mental health, but somehow it's okay to talk about your physical health. Yeah. I'll never understand. So I've, I've, I actually have a confession about that class. You know how we were supposed to keep a journal of like exercises we did and you Did you make about, it up? No, but I found out that the exercise bike was really easy and it gave you a ton of points with doing it and so like i got all my points in like one time of doing it on, on like on 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 the bike on the easiest gear but it counted the miles totally cheated the system i should have failed that <laughs> class but cornerstone you cannot take it back now it's right? too late you gave him the diploma for better or for worse ha 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 okay so i was Looking ahead as I was giving the intro and the housekeeping items, and I saw this line, porn convo at supper table, do tell. Yeah, so you guys were talking about talking with your kids about sex. I think Jason was talking about how um, for their family it can be a little little uncomfortable. Yes, which is surprising to me. Yeah, <laughs> Jason, Jason can say a lot of words. No, <laughs> no, but again, it, it's so my previous job, like I, I led a team that went around to schools and churches and talked about sex. So my filter for sex is gone. <laughs> and like, I also learned like you're supposed to talk with your kids young about things about sex. So we've even had like um, talks about porn at our supper table. Um, you know, uh, we're talking about our son is talking about, Hey, this kid got this new phone and we're like, Hey, just so you know, like it can be great things, but it can also access things that are harmful. Right. Does us. Cam have a phone yet? He does not have. We are holding out. Nice. He, he's also a school where not a lot of kids have the smartphones yet. Okay. So praise that Jesus. Helped. I know. Otherwise, even just the money. He's going to have a cooler phone than me. Like, and then I'm going to be like, oh, show me how to use my phone. I don't <laughs> I don't want that yet. So no, he doesn't have it yet. But we just had those conversations and other conversations about sex and body parts and just, but you know, yeah, it's, it's a weird, difficult conversation. Talk about everything else with them, but that. So. Yeah, I think that came up on the, oh, it was the Uncomfortable Conversations episode, the one right before the uh, link between mental and physical health. Hence hence why I have it down. Yes, <laughs> that was a doozy of an episode. It was a lot of fun talking about uncomfortable things. But for me recording that episode it didn't feel uncomfortable talking nice. about uncomfortable things because it's like we do this every week. Yeah. So I wonder what it's like for a new listener to tune in and hear these two random guys just 
divulge all kinds of personal stuff on a podcast. I don't know. So if you're new out there, I'd like to know how it is for you. Send me a message at hello at threadspodcast.com. That was very slick. How you just like slip that just right, work in it right in and write us a review on Apple podcasts while you're at it. Yeah. I'll buy you a coffee or Ben. Ben said that he will buy, buy uh, you a steak. He'll buy you a great steak at a nice restaurant for that review. Cause it has been almost a year now since anyone's done that. It has. And I was getting, I was getting on Mike one time because I swore up and down. He didn't write a review. And I was like, dude, you're our biggest fan, write a review. And then he took a screenshot of the review that he wrote a year or so ago. And I was like, Oh, thanks Mike. But every, everyone else of you who hasn't yet, you should write it or I should just write it with a different name. There you go. Do you think maybe you'll love me do that? Do you see how easily that rolled off my tongue? Pseudonym. This oh, is look at, this is like not Jason because Jason struggles with big words. <laughs> Pseudonym. That is a great use of words. It is. So, all right. Well, one of the things that we are doing um, as an icebreaker on these personal format episodes is revisiting our early episodes. And man, episode one and two. Um, it was certainly interesting to go back and listen yeah. to, but there was just a lot in episode three that I was like, whoa, uh, I've come a long way since yeah. then. Do, do you notice that, that you cringe when you listen back to the old ones? I almost feel sorry for myself in this weird okay. way. Okay. In this, we'll get to it, but I just, I sense a level of like nervousness and even yeah. a bit of timidity. Um, which brings up that wonderful Bible verse. God has not given us the spirit of fear or timidity. I don't even remember, but you know, we'll just, we'll, we'll just kind of like skate over that one real quick. <laughs> you can just edit that out if you want, Jason, when Ben thought he knew a Bible verse, but he really didn't. <laughs> you know, he's, he's going to leave that in on you. I'm sure he will. And that's okay. Which he should. Yes. So, but I could definitely tell from the way I talked from the tone of voice I just sounded depressed yeah. to a certain degree, um, sometimes anxious, sometimes not so sure of myself. So it was really good to listen back to episode three, especially, and just see the progress that I've made. Yeah, I've noticed that. You, you, you've you personally made a ton of progress Yes, um, in life, so that's going to be exciting to dig into more. Yeah. One of the things... That was ironic, and we'll play the clip in a little bit, but uh, I was talking about how awful a physical shape I was in, and at the time, I was dealing with gout. Have you Which, ever had gout? No, and, and I barely heard of it, and normally I thought it was for like people who are 80 right. or 90, and I, I didn't know that about you at all. I'm like, he, gout? What in the world? All I knew about gout before I had it was Adam Sandler talked about it in the Lunch Lady song. Oh, he did? Um, The Cafeteria Lady. She had gout. Huh. Never paid attention to and it. She that much. had orthopedic shoes. <laughs> so so did you have those shoes when you had gout? Did you have orthopedic shoes? No, I okay. did not. I wasn't sure how those worked together. <laughs> no. I probably should have had something, but I didn't. So um but yes. The derailed. Wow. <laughs> this is such a weird place 
to be sitting in there, Jason's There's so throne. many screens in front of you. I'm so I'm so overwhelmed. Um, but I have to say, like, I was laughing so much during that, and like, not like at the serious stuff, but like, because there'd be times that Jason would be talking to you, but like Jason more because he was doing stuff, and all of a sudden he'd just go away from the mic like this, <laughs> and then come back and then go away again. Yeah, I was just like what in the world like, it was so wild it was awesome it was awesome to look back on and see how much you guys have grown as podcasters yeah. too like like that doesn't even sound like the same show i know it's crazy so where i was going with the cow the gout conversation was the irony of this is last night i went out for a bike ride and i came back and i listened to this episode and i was like here I am on episode three, almost three years ago, lamenting how poor of health I am in. Yeah. How there's these like crystals in my bloodstream that are exploding and causing big toe pain. And, and it's largely due to my lifestyle choices. Just how stuck I sounded. It was like, yeah. whoa. So the irony of it all was <laughs> I had just finished a bike ride. It's like, just the polar opposite. So just seeing how far I've come is is great. Yeah, and it wasn't it wasn't just a mile bike ride that you went on like last night. It was a it was a good length bike ride. Oh yeah. So yeah, it was ten miles, eleven, something like that. Which is which is short for Ben even. So that doesn't mean cool. Like you were on a short bike ride right. of ten miles. So yeah. short in quotes. And then you come back and listen to yourself with gout and be like, hey, like I'm here and I don't know what to do. And yeah. Wow. It was it was crazy. Had to be awesome to like had to be a moment where you were proud of yourself a little bit. For sure. Cool. Yeah. Anything else stick out to you? Um, yeah, I think you right, growth as podcasters, but I'd love to see how much you both have grown. Like you've gotten much more healthy. Like in both of you. Like if you listen back to it, you both have grown so much. Um, right. And I think that that's a testament to all of us. Just not all of us have it like on tape of, hey, this is where I was three years ago. So it was really cool to see that that change in both of you guys and see where you're going and how much you're improving in health in so many different ways. Absolutely. It was awesome. All right. Well, I'm going to play the first eight seconds <laughs> of the show, and I'm not going to tell you why. You can probably just pick up on that. Um, well, let me navigate back to that. I'm such a newbie at these controls, Jason. There's a lot of wind, it sounds like. All right. Here we go. There's a lot of wind, it sounds like. <laughs> All right, here we go. <laughs> did we just forget to cut that out or did we leave that in on purpose? Yeah, so so when I went back and listened, I'm like, wait, what in the world? First of all, I think I know what you mean by wind. I think it was breathy. Is that what you meant? <laughs> or maybe the Holy Spirit was moving. Just I don't know. Rushing through <laughs> the studio. And then Jason uses his very <laughs> deep voice. And I was like, what does that mean? Oh, I loved it. I just love that beginning. And I don't know why it stayed or what, but it was, it made a fun listen back. Oh, yeah. Time. For sure. All right. Here's the, uh, we touched on this a little bit, but you can listen in for the, the real deal here. I started the week, actually about a week, in the last two weeks, I've been down with gout of all things so which is actually a direct result of my own unhealthy life patterns yep so um so there again i know what i need to do to be healthy do i do it nope 
haven't in the past. And then I find myself up on my back, off my feet, because of my own choices. So, uh, did I know better? Yeah, this was my second time dealing with this. But apparently I didn't learn my lesson the first time. Well, I feel we are pushed uh, health-wise to take action when there's something wrong yeah you're like ah it's fine it's fine sure. it's fine i don't i don't I, I it's okay i'm all right i'm gaining a little weight but it's fine and all of a sudden oh i really need to work on myself yeah like i went to the doctor finally <laughs> and uh stepped on the scale and that's honestly one of the reasons why i waited to go to the doctor because i knew i would have to step on the scale kind of face it yeah so i had just you know corresponded with my doctor over the virtual visit Man, it's almost painful. Yeah. In a good way. I don't know. Just to think that that's where I was and how stuck and hopeless it felt at the moment. Yeah. So that was the second time you had gout? It was. Now, like, what is gout? Like, you've talked about it. Like, yeah. Is it painful? It It, sounds like it is insanely painful. Okay. It's almost like can't walk painful. Really? It's so. I need to Google it just so I can give you the proper medical definition, but it's, it's crazy. Um, there's basically, let's see. It's a form of arthritis characterized by severe pain, redness, and tenderness in the joints. Pain and inflammation occur when too much uric acid crystallizes and deposits in the joints. Symptoms of gout include severe pain, redness, and swelling in the joints, often the big toe. Attacks can come suddenly, often at night, and that's exactly what happened. Patients with chronic gout can use behavioral modifications such as diet, exercise, and decreased intake of alcohol to help minimize the frequency of attacks. So that's right there. You were drinking a lot back then. Sure was. I was just a heavy drinker. Sounds like that. Wow. That sounds painful. Oh, it was horrible. And it's in your big toe. So the first time it happened, it was late at night. I woke up and my big toe just (laughs) hurt. And I'm like, what is going on? Why does my toe feel like it's on fire? And it was like swollen and red and just like so painful to get up out of bed. So Andy was sound asleep. So I went downstairs to the office and hopped on messenger and was like, who's up? Who can I talk to you? Like, what am I going to, what am I supposed to do? Yeah. So I found a friend and she was like, sounds like that might be gout. And sure enough, it was. Wow. So, <laughs> well, cause otherwise you go to web, web MD and you, you would probably think you had cancer of the toe or something <laughs> right. like that, but still that, that had to be a weird, wow. It was the, the craziest thing because. I was like, did I stub my toe? Not know about it, or what is going on? Yeah. So, 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 when you listen back, like you said, like when you talk about how you've come so far, like how does that stick out to you? Like how do you feel like listening back to I had gout times yeah. two? Yeah. Like listening to it now, it's just like I wouldn't ever be in that position again because a I'm physically active far more than I was back yeah. then. And B, uh, well, that's the biggest thing, because when you're physically active, your body has the ability to flush out some of those things. So um, if you're just sedentary, which I was, then those crystals that form 
that deposit in the joints, they kind of just build up and build up. But if you're moving, like your body naturally, like it flows through your body and they don't get stuck. Okay. So that's wow. the biggest thing. And then um, I really adjusted my, I haven't really adjusted my diet as much as I've limited the portions okay. and watching that kind of thing. Yeah. So. So was there like a turning point with the gout? Because 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 this was three years ago. It was. You haven't had gout since, I'm assuming. Nope. So w- was was there a flipping point back then, or? I think having it for the second time was like okay. I really need to do something different. Let's stop this. So okay, yeah, cool stuff. And then it didn't happen again. So that's good. That is good. All right, the next clip. I'm recalling a memory of being teased in middle school. Hated middle school. I did as well. My, oh my. Maybe we should put them in a separate pile, not even back in the deck. (laughs) Yeah. I've got a good one that you'll really enjoy. Okay. So so are you answering first or are you asking? Uh, I'll ask first. All right. Here's a number one. Tell me about a time when you were teased. See, these are tough. Yeah. Like... Well, I'll give you the one that came to mind. These are tough. Like I'm, I listen to that and I'm like, tell me about a time you were teased three years ago. That might've been tough, but now it's like, that's a cakewalk to talk about on the threads podcast. Yeah. But anyway, here it is. I immediately, I was in middle school, probably seventh grade and middle school was hard for me. Like I was not the cool kid at my middle school at Zealand Christian. I was kind of the nerd, the odd one out, whatever. We were doing a science lesson on fruit flies and reproduction, and we had a greenhouse, and I was in the greenhouse, and all these fruit flies were like swarming me. So somehow the joke became about Ben and fruit flies and and teasing me about being a fruit fly and (laughs) just like, what? This makes no sense. And in seventh grade, the seventh grade Ben was like deeply hurt and embarrassed by it. But the 34 year old Ben looks at that and is just like, seriously, dude, that's nothing. Right. Well, that's normal for seventh grade. Oh, yeah. So after that happened, I I went home from school early because I was so embarrassed. Really? It was that like, I big played of a hooky. deal. Yeah. Like, because they were making jokes about reproductivity and fruit flies and Ben's a fruit fly. I can remember now as a 37 year old um just how awkward it felt for some reason yeah so yeah that is i mean such a hard age and right little things because because you already felt like an outsider yes and then that on top of that i think it was just the fact that i was almost okay with being the outsider because the focus wasn't on me and then it was but then all of a sudden it was because i'm being swarmed by fruit flies in a greenhouse and they probably like were calling you like the smelly kid or something of why they were coming and oh i'm sure yep uh because like middle school and high school like like this is how bad this is how weird it is when you're there so i was called gumpy mike because i was skinny and tall so i was not the most coordinated person in the world (laughs) But, like, I, that stuck out to me. Now, like, if somebody called me Gumpy Mike because I was tall and skinny, I'd be happy. I'd be like, sweet, I'm tall right? and skinny again. <laughs> but, like, at the time, like, it's it stuck with me for all these years later. So, I yeah. totally get that. Oh, middle school. Terrible. Yes. Terrible age. Something. And it's always hilarious when my kids try to pull out these insults that they hurl at each other. 
like my son the other day was like, dad, you are such an introvert. Or I don't know what he said. You're such a weird introvert. And I'm like, thank you. I know. Like, that's a compliment. I appreciate that. And it yeah. was not at all the response he was looking for. He was trying to get me riled up, but yeah. uh, didn't work. Isn't it awesome as a parent when you're able to do that back to your kid? So you know what my favorite line is when they do that or when, when my son does that? What's I've, that? I've been called the worst things by better people. <laughs> and it just ticks off my son. Oh, like, man. I'm like, see? That's but again, awesome. Right in, the, in his era, right in your kid's era, like. Right now, like that's the worst thing you can be called. It's a big dork or whatever. Yeah, and now it's like I wear that as a badge of honor. I'm a nerd, and I'm proud of it. Yes, that's what it was. You're a nerdy introvert. Like, yes, I am. What's it to you? All right, the last clip that I will cue up here is one that Mike picked out, and uh, we'll we'll follow it up because I think this one needs a some revisiting yes you know i i I read your original one and i was like it just popped into my head yeah and uh basically is do you struggle talking with your wife or significant other in our cases wives about your spiritual experience and uh i do um you know we go to church we Mm -hmm. worship together and it's great and everything but we don't talk a lot about where we are yeah with that um, and I don't know why I hear you <laughs> like why we talk about everything, everything else. else. I mean, it is an open book from A to Z, yep. except B where Bible is or C where Christianity is <laughs> sure. or whatever. It's yeah. like, why aren't we talking about this? And I, I honestly don't have a good answer. I don't either. It's something that I've observed. And then I'm also in a men's group at church. And it's one of the things that we've mentioned too, is it's just really awkward to talk about your faith with your wife. And it's just like, why is that? And how did, all right. So pastor Mike in the house, what is your response to that? Like, I get it. I don't know why it is like the talking about faith. I think Natalie and I, we do fairly well. We probably did actually better when, when we were dating, which is ironic, but like, it's the praying that is still the awkward one. Hmm. And, like, I think the first time I was on, we talked about it. And, like, so I, I tried to start praying with my wife again, like, just before bed. Yeah. And I did it for, like, a week. Okay. And then, like, it just stopped and it went away. Hmm. I think it's easier to pray with, like, a million people in front. Yeah, right. Than with just your wife. It is. Oh. So when you guys said that and listen back, I'm like, oh, man, I'm there, too. I don't know why it's the most difficult, weird thing in the world. Yeah. The only person that we've heard from that does this well is Larry. So Larry still don't know how you do it, but kudos to you. You are the minority. Teach us. No kidding. (laughs) Wow. So, um, what was I going to (laughs) say? It was so (laughs) rattled tonight. I don't know why I can't keep a straight thought for it's me. That's throwing you off with all my random. You're looking me in the eye. Sorry. I'm going to start looking at like the side. You know what though? Jason talked about that, but Jason didn't break eye contact either though. Yeah, I think Jason's the the looker too. So yes, well, what I was going to say was the fact that Andy and I don't necessarily always pray together. I mean, when we're at the table and we're doing a family meal, which yeah. we're trying to get back into the habit of, but it's so hard with teenage kids. My word! Um, but one thing that we did and committed to on a marriage retreat a couple of years ago was 
we set an alarm on our phone for 1205. And I think the significance is like December five. I don't remember if it was that day or not, but it was around that time that we got engaged. Okay. So we just have an alarm on our phone for 1205 PM, five minutes afternoon. And we just pray for each other. And it's just the reminder that once a day I'm praying for my wife. She's praying for me. That's awesome. Wherever we are. And it's been really good. Like it's helped me in moments where there's tension with Andy. Yeah. I've noticed that if I just pray about it and sometimes my prayer is like, God, I'm (laughs) so frustrated with my wife like right now, but uh, I'm just going to give this to you. And I'm just asking for some wisdom. I don't know. It's like it really forces me to be intentional in how I'm praying about my wife and just going to God with whatever it is that I'm up against. Yeah. Most of the time, though, I'm saying prayers of thanks. Like, I am the luckiest (laughs) dude in the world. Thank you, Jesus. That she puts up with me (laughs) and that she supports me and she's just doing amazing things in our family. So that's been helpful for us. Yeah. And I guess I'm coming to the point where I'm, I'm, thinking that maybe it doesn't really matter if we don't pray together yeah all the time i don't know i wonder if that's a a false pressure that i've put on myself but yeah i don't know do you guys find yourself talking about faith stuff at all oh yeah for sure so you've grown from there where you maybe talk about faith issues a little bit more yes i would say so and i think at that time we were both at a church that we really were comfortable with. Yeah. And I think in our comfort, we just kind of didn't feel the need because it was comfortable. Yeah. Yep. Everything so, was comfortable with it. So it was like this, this, this thing that we could put in this compartment here. This is the church compartment. This is the God faith compartment. We go and do that on Sundays and then we move on with the rest of our yeah. week. Now we're at a church where each Sunday, there's something that happens that it's like God's meeting us in a weird, unexpected way. Yeah. And so talking through things like during our outdoor service today, there were three homeless people that kind of came through. And <laughs> as the pastor was preaching, this homeless man just belted out, God is good. And the <laughs> whole congregation replied all the time, God is good. And it was like... What is this? Yeah. And the fact that the pastor just rolled with it. Like no elder got up to escort this gentleman yep. away. Like just kept going. This was a thing. And the church responded with such grace. And you should have seen this homeless man's face light up as he walked through the parking lot where we're doing our service. Like he literally went in front of everybody, just <laughs> walked through the parking lot to get to the sidewalk. There you go. Now, so no, no. Are you guys able to talk with your kids about that stuff then too, or is it a little more difficult with them? It's more difficult with our son. Okay. Um, I don't think he's closed off to faith, but he's a teenage boy and he's very much fixated on, you know, his current reality, friends, video games, sports to the point where sometimes he just isn't interested in faith. But then our daughter is, it's a different story. She's got, a pretty strong faith 
she's in a dance program. And so her dance teacher is just this incredible woman of faith. So she's going to dance practice several times a week. She goes there on Saturdays. So she's getting like this connection to God. It's almost like she's soaking it up from her mentor, which is awesome. That's awesome. And then sometimes her mentor will take her to church with her. Okay. So that miracle can have a a black church Oh, that's awesome. And what's really hilarious is after church, she'll take her out to lunch or breakfast or brunch or something, and they tried grits. Okay. And that was the first time Miracle had ever tried grits. Okay. And her mentor was like, girl, I need to teach you the ways. Yeah. (laughs) Clearly, us white folk, her white family, yeah, grits was never something we purchased. When you guys were in a Southern family, so, so my wife likes grits, and she's as white as white can be, but her, <laughs> her grandma and grandpa on her mom's side are from down South. Interesting. So grits are a thing, like, I, they're weird to me, but no, that's interesting. Well, and also your son, like, back to it, like, your son saw you go through a lot of really tough shit. He did. And that he probably makes it did. hard with faith, right? Because he's seen what the church is able to do yeah. to people. I mean, he went from having his claim to fame be my dad's the youth pastor yeah, to, oh, we aren't, my dad doesn't work at a church anymore. Yep. And we're moving across we're the country. We're moving across the country and living in my grandparents' basement because the church yeah. kind of screwed over my dad. So, yeah, I think that's, that's a really good insight. Thank you. Well, we have dove deep in our icebreaker. I, I was like, so now we're going to go to the personal <laughs> um, update. And this is just a time um, where Ben and I are just going to talk about some things that have happened in our life and um, maybe some of it a little shallow, but some of it maybe a little bit deeper. And we just want to model it like, we, right? The whole point of this is living life unfiltered. Um, and so we're going to dive in. So Ben, what was, we're going to start with this one. What, what, what was a valley or low point for you? this week yeah i still am dealing with this nonsensical anxiety okay like conjuring up in my head the worst case scenario of things yeah like uh for example and it's usually based at work because i'm new in my job still there's reason to be anxious but there's really not at the same time So I was in a meeting the other day with a few other teammates, and one of them is just a very difficult personality for me to get along (laughs) with. That's a very nice way of putting it. (laughs) Yes. So, and he was a brash, I guess I would say. Okay. And this was like my first time facilitating a meeting with various team members, and I just felt like it wasn't going well. And so I'm spinning all these thoughts in my head as to that was a really rough conversation. What's my boss going to think of it? Um, and just worrying and just getting into the cycle of, Oh boy, that was rough. That was rough. Yep. Am I going to have my job still just silly things? And so it just got to the point where it was like, okay, I got to put an end to this crazy cycle. So I put a meeting on the calendar for my boss and I for today Okay. And I just said, there's a few things I like to touch base on after the last meeting. Yep. And he's like, great, let's do it. And one of those was that meeting. And he just looks at me and he's like, Ben, that's just who this person is. It's <laughs> just their personality. You didn't do anything wrong. Yep. 
And like, it didn't even cross his mind that that meeting was a doozy. Like he didn't see it that way at all. So for your boss, it was a normal meeting. Yeah. And, but for you, it was a meeting that was going to make it where your job was going to end. Isn't that stupid? Well, I mean, it's it probably like <laughs> it, it sounds so stupid. It sounds stupid saying that, but right, our minds can do that and just dig really in and yeah, know, worst case scenario. So that was the valley. But one thing that I'm really trying to do is when I experience a valley, climb the hell out. Yeah, quickly, quickly. Like, let's not yeah. stay here. Let's not sit in this. There's a time and a place to sit in in grief or to sit in sorrow. Yeah. But anxious thoughts isn't one of them. For sure. Well, like, like I'm proud of you for scheduling that with your boss and said, you know what? Because it'd be easy, like even for myself, to be like, you know what? I'm just going to act like this didn't happen. And right. Notice that nobody did. But then what's that going to do to you? Your anxiety just keeps going. Yeah. Yeah. But instead, you you know, you're like, okay, let's let's climb out of this. I'm going to face it no matter what. Exactly. Awesome. So proud of you. That was amazing. Cool. And then the last thing that I put down is therapy can be hard. And (laughs) so in my last session, I basically verbalized and talked about the worst moments um, of my late childhood, early adulthood days. Um, Just the the moments where I felt so insufficient and and like overwhelmed and just going back and, and refeeling those feelings. It was like, I was in tears. Yeah. (laughs) I'm just like, man, this is hard. Yeah. So I went out and went kayaking after therapy. And that was my wife's brilliant idea. And by the time I got back, I felt so much better. Yeah. Is that amazing how that can do that? yes it is therapy in itself it really is so how about you where were some low points for you well work work was shitty this week church can be shitty church is shitty so i i actually have on here sucked but i decided that's not a strong enough word um i don't want to go into too many details here but there's just a perfect triangle of things that just happened this week and i just it sucked it was shitty and that's hard when it's, you know, 40 hours of your week. And they like it, they really kicked off on Monday. So mm-hmm. I've been dealing with this since Monday. And you're like, oh, man, like, yeah, not sleeping as good as I should. Thinking about it. Um, yeah, kind of the thing that's helping, though, is kayaking. And I know, like, apparently we should be sponsored by, or you guys <laughs> should be sponsored by kayaks. But, like, right? it was just a moment just to, like, physically move my body and then just hear the water and just deal with it and, like, I wouldn't call it praying, but just thinking about it and just letting my body process through it mm-hmm. instead of just sitting there on the couch trying to act like it didn't happen. Right. So yeah, it's been it's been it's been a shitty week. Um, but yeah, so that's that's my low point. Um at least week, hopefully it will turn a little better next week. But maybe can't I, get much worse. Can't get much worse. So I might as well pull a Ben and like just call a meeting and then uh <laughs> hopefully it goes somewhere from there. Right, man. I love that both of ours involved kayaks. And one of the things that we talk about too is um the meaningful interactions that we have. Yes. And I gotta tell you, going kayaking with you last week, 
was awesome. That was, was the first trip that I had done this year, which meant I had to get everything out of storage <laughs> and my arrival time kept changing and Mike was so patient with me. But there again, I was like, Mike is just going to be upset. Like he's probably got things he needs to do afterwards and I'm slowing him down. And again, anxiety kind of popped up, yeah. but, uh, you messaged back and you were just like, it's all right. I'm just chilling in the car. Yep. You're good. I was like, okay, I don't need to worry about a thing. Yep. I was listening to TikTok, and I said that because I would be the same way though. If I was holding somebody else up because right shit happens. So I was just like, no, like I'm sitting here with my smartphone. Like it literally doesn't matter. I'd, I'd be doing this at home. So I might as <laughs> right? well be sitting here while, you know, you're figuring out all the, all the kayaks and that. So, yeah. And I couldn't find a strap for uh. one of the things and well, it all came together and I loaded up the kayaks, made the drive over and it was just so good to put the kayaks in and yeah. talk and honestly be a little bit challenged by you you uh you paddle hard and fast and i was having a little bit of trouble keeping up sometimes well my 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 thumbs are very sad yeah no one else can see these but i i blisters and <laughs> blisters open but nice. uh no it was it was good and so ben so convinced me of kayaking we actually bought three well actually we bought four we brought one back because of there's com- some confusion with me and the salesman of what kayak i should have like i don't want to take an open one where water gets in right but it doesn't sink it just takes in the water that's so weird it was really weird i was but anyways got a much better one out of that but like so got one for myself my wife and my son and every night since then except for tonight we've been out in the water wow that's more than i've been i know i'm at i'm at 19 miles this season so far just barely ahead of you you're you're close with your two times so. <laughs> yes uh it was nine miles i think you're ahead of me i've only been out twice yeah but nine and six yeah is 15 <laughs> it's 15 <laughs> jason your math skills are rubbing off on me as I Mike, sit in do math <laughs> it's a it's a brand new podcast let's do it no <laughs> oh man yes 15 Yes, 15 I, miles. You don't trust me on that, Matt. <laughs> no, I do. I, I promise I won't pull out a calculator like I did with Jason. He is right now, in case end. you're wondering. No, no, no. <laughs> so so, was, so the first was kayaking. That was a meaningful interaction. I agree. What was, what was another one you had? So I wrote this last night knowing that I was going to have a conversation with my boss. Oh, today. your boss is Matt. Okay. Yeah. There you go. I did. So uh, I did have a conversation today. It was my attempt to pull myself up out of the anxious hole I was in. And at the end of the conversation, he was like, Ben, this has been a really good meeting. How about we just schedule these once a month? Oh, nice. Like, yeah, I love that. Yeah. So um, and this opportunity that I've been given, the company basically gave me my laptop and two monitors and told me to go set up your home office and um and did a little bit of orientation and a little bit of training, but it's been completely up to me. It's like, they gave me the tools. They gave me a blank canvas okay. and the tools to paint. And then they said, go paint. <laughs> and I'm just like, where, what? <laughs> okay. So I made my own way and 
I was asked to lead a couple of trainings for other staff. Oh, and really? it's just like, this is so cool. And then having such good conversations like the one I had today, like that was definitely meaningful to me just to, to have that, that conversation, to be able to go to my boss and yeah. say, I'm not sure what happened, but it just didn't feel right. Yeah. And he totally respected that and we worked through it and it was awesome. That's so cool. So those now, are mine. Now, is it not normal where you would meet with your boss like once a week, once a month? Is that not common there? It's not. Not at all. You know, I'm actually kind of jealous. So so at my job, we meet once a, once a week. Yeah. And I feel like that's too much. Like one-on-one once yeah, a week? Yeah, one-on-one once a week. I'm like kind of like an every every other week guy like because yeah. there's enough time to actually get stuff done. It's so true. Because otherwise, sometimes you just have weeks that are just full of like crap you have to do. Yep. Like, I didn't really do anything. All I did was respond to this and send out this. So, like, so what are we talking about this week? You know, it gets a little weird. Right. So kind of jealous yours will be once a month. Yeah. <laughs> and but the crazy thing is, is I initiated that. Like nobody yeah. came to me and said we need to meet once a month. Uh, so I am so jealous on a thousand levels. With yeah. That, so that has been so good because uh, two jobs ago, my sales job that got me into the world of sales. We did Friday morning one-on-ones and I didn't sleep well Thursday nights because I was always so worked up about the one-on-one the next day. Yeah. So that's been good. Yeah. Glad to hear it was a positive conversation. Absolutely. Well, how about you? Yeah. For me, first it was yakking as I put in here with bad because I think that's the term, but you know, the kids are all going to be like, that's, that's dumb. Um, But no, it was really nice. We had about what, two and a half hours. And and I think for two of them, we actually talked. And I think the last half an hour, we just paddled yes. hard. <laughs> um, but it was just good. Like, I, I got to know you on a different level. And, um, yeah, you know, like, because we always assumed things about each other in college. Like, we thought each other's life for the beginning. And just even unpacking that more of where we're like, wow, that's different than I ever, <laughs> right? ever thought. So, no, it was just cool. And, yeah, spending the time. And you brought out two kayaks. And now you've got me hooked. And. Yeah. So that was good. Um, another meaningful interaction is is with our neighbors. So like we've really tried to make it family. Um, that's really been our purpose. And so uh, last Saturday we had to do a ton of yard work, um, like putting edging. And while well, we didn't put edging, we we cut like our grass. I mean, you know, the edging for the mulch. We put mulch in. We planted some plants. We're like, this is gonna suck and it's hot. <laughs> well, then we were talking with our neighbors and they said they had to do it sometime. We're like, do it tomorrow with us. Oh, so we both went out our front yard. They had a big old speaker out there. Well, not big old speaker, but like big enough and, you know, loud enough. And so we blasted some music. We did our yard work together and it made it so much better. That's so cool. Yeah. Like it makes because because it sucks to do. And it was like almost 90. Right. I was sweating like (laughs) crazy, but at least it made it feel better. (laughs) Maybe this is the mess that me made me feel better that somebody else was suffering with. Yes, (laughs) I no, that makes yeah. total sense. So did that. And then the same neighbors, um, after we got the kayaks, we knew knew that they were kayakers. And yet they had, they'd gotten a new vehicle, but it okay. did, did not have a roof rack like their last one. Interesting. And we had two vehicles big enough to fit all five kayaks, right? Three plus two is five. Yep. Five kayaks. <laughs> <Math. laughs> I'm doing math on my fingers. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, we got the five kayaks out there and we were just able to spend, you know, an hour and a half with neighbors again. And there's... You know, these neighbors have become family. Like, we actually call them Cam's aunts. 
Um, and so it was just good to to deepen that relationship. Nice. Something amazing about ride a kayak because there's no noise. Yes. Other than the water. So yeah, those that was a meaningful interaction for us. No noise except for if you're on the Grand River, the bridges. Yes. That's how I always tell where I am. Yeah. Like listen for the cars. Yep. <laughs> so that was so cool. Uh, the last thing, uh, any new connections formed over the last week? Yeah. Or uh, not week, however long it's however been. However long it's been. Um, yeah, just um, what's, what's on my heart and another, in the heart of another guy on the street is we just want to gather the guys. It seems like the moms are always talking really well and, you know, yes. and figure things out or we'll, we'll go on walks. Right. Sweet. That's awesome. So, um, I actually reached out to the guys on the street and we're trying to have a bonfire together, probably nice. some beer and bonfire. So I finally reached out to them and you can get some Bible in there too. And you'll yeah, have three B's. We probably will at some point, your Bible bonfire. You know, I, you know, I, I actually kind of imagine it. You guys are going to love this kind of like this conversation here, but with dudes around a fire. Hey, what's, what's going well? What's yeah. just life? Because, Again, right. I think it's just such a lonely time for a lot of men and they don't know what to do. So, yeah, I've been able to reach out to to some some guys that I kind of barely know on the street. And so, yeah, that's awesome. To do that. How about how about you? Any new connections? Yes. So with my new job, I'm going back to the office. I say back to the office as if I was there. <laughs> I was there a day and then they sent me home. Um, but being back at work and. There's like three or four different companies that work out of our building. Okay. And so, but they're all under the same company name. So it's like same ownership, but different departments, I guess. Yep. And we have this big cafe in the basement, which I walk through to get to my office. And Wait, so you have an office down in the basement. Yeah. Okay. Yep. yep. And you can hear everybody walking upstairs. <laughs> it's a nice basement though. Like I'm not. I'm not bashing it, but it is a basement. Yeah. So, but the cafe is down there as well. And so many people just stream through there to get coffee or to get their lunch out or whatever. So I've just been intentional about spending time in the cafe. And that's super hard for me because as an introvert, meeting new people is not my top priority all the time. And I'm already working in sales and dealing with a ton of new people as it is. And so sometimes on lunch break, I just want to be by myself, but I'm stepping out of my comfort zone and spending it in the cafe. So the other day I brought a jar of pickles (laughs) for lunch. Um, Because why not? Because there's a refrigerator and I can store them there. Nice. And one of the girls, I don't even remember her name, but she just looked at me and looked at the pickles and she's like, I don't think I've ever seen anybody store pickles in our fridge before. And so that was how we met was over pickles. So, so like you're talking about firm pickles or is that because like you had, you're just doing that as a funny joke on here? Well, the firm pickles is something she said. Okay. Which really... <laughs> I don't know if she was trying to be innuendo ish, okay. But she's like, "Man, I do love a firm pickle." You're like <laughs> so Andy? awkward, Andy. I'm not sure if. Uh... <laughs> so okay, so now it's a serious question, but not really. So, I growing up only thought there were like canned pickles, like like there was a jar, but then there was the metal top. Oh, that's all I thought there were. Like the glass jar. Yeah, the glass yeah. jar with the metal top. 
And the pickle juice. Yeah. Yeah. So I thought that that was the only way with pickles. But apparently, like my wife's family, like they weren't as Dutch and cheap. There's like the plastic jar ones that are fresh. So th- so they were not canned. They taste a little fresher. They're a little less processed. Huh. See, you also grew up Dutch. Because, I did. Okay, I was going to ask you. So apparently you do like the glass jar. With I that. do. These were definitely from the middle of the grocery store, far oh. away from the fresh okay. food. So somewhere in there, in, in the refrigerated section, you can find pickles. Really? That are in a plastic container and are fresher. I have never known this. Like, you should maybe bring them to work and see what happens. Well, first you got to find them at <laughs> your local grocery. Yes. So that was a little bit of an awkward interaction was this girl talking about how she likes her pickles firm. But um, okay. <laughs> ben, is, ben is getting hit on at work now. You know. Something. And then along with that, uh, we have a like a couple of conference rooms off of the um cafe and i'm in a networking group with area business people and it's through the chamber and i guess in june the chamber space is being used so everybody's like oh no where are we gonna meet and then new guy ben was like hey i got this sweet conference room let's go there nice. and that's what we're doing and you guys can have pickles yes at, at we can <laughs> and maybe i'll even get the fresh plastic bottle pickles bottle <laughs> jar whatever container yes all right well the, um, that wraps up our personal update section the next thing that we like to talk about is just touching base on our mental health uh, we mentioned it in the beginning of the show we're all kind of catching on to this link between mental health and physical health um, but one of the things that we're very serious about here on the threads podcast is normalizing men seeking mental health help yep like just like you were talking about the guys on the street yep why isn't it normal that guys don't hang out like that'd be so cool if that was normal yeah and it's the same thing with mental health so often when we think of the therapy setting at least from what i've seen in like tv and movies and whatnot guys are always so like turned off to the idea of therapy yeah and anytime they have to go I'm thinking of one show that I'm watching right now. The dude keeps putting it off and putting it off. And he's like this first responder who absolutely should go, but he keeps putting it off. And I think that mirrors a lot of um, feelings that men have about therapy. Yeah. Because most shows, it's like their wife drags them along to marriage therapy. Yes. And there's always the the weird couch that that you lay down on, which I don't know of any therapist that does that. (laughs) But yeah, it has this girly feeling to it. It does. And I just, I don't like that. So one of the things that we're trying to do on this show is normalizing men seeking help for their mental health. So you told me your therapist was the kayak this week. Yes. Anything else you want to share on that? Uh, Well, again, it's a good thing Jason's not here to peer pressure me because my wife and Jason have been trying to peer pressure me back into therapy. You need to go. I know. It's just so expensive. <laughs> well, find uh, one that's covered by your health insurance. Yeah, but but my, my last person was basically Jesus in the flesh. Like, he was that amazing. <laughs> but, um, no, overall, mental health is is doing good, right? Um, talked about having a shitty week. But, like, I'm amazed at how that hasn't bled into other parts. Right. And, like, I take, I'm proud of that as a sign of work I've done. Because in the past, if work was tough, Natalie and Cam would have an ass come home. Mm. And I would just, because it'd all be 
coming right up to my neck. And then, you know, you know, my son would do something that just frustrated me and I would just, you know, lash out, you know, I was never abusive, but I was also just an ass. And it was just like, you know, and then Natalie too, like I'd just be short with her. And so I'm proud that I'm processing things um, and, and not just letting it boil. So yeah, I'll go on the kayak and just the sound of the water and just literally thinking through the things and not burying them. Cause again, growing up, Yes. We share a lot of childhood. My family was really good at acting like things didn't happen. So yep. we would get in a huge fight, like screaming at each other, yelling, saying in, like hurtful, insulting things. Right. We would all leave. We'd storm out. Yep. And then an hour later, two hours later, we'd act like nothing happened. Yes. I know exactly what you're talking about. And never talk again. Yeah. About it ever. Yeah. It, you just carry on with yeah. whatever you were doing before the yeah. fight started. Yeah. But like in life, that's like taking poop and just putting it on, <laughs> un, under a rug and acting yes. like that's going to just, oh, it's not there. I can't smell it. Right. But I noticed so good. I used to do that with myself. Mm. So, and again, right, a phone or a TV is easy way to do it. But kayaking, I'm forced to think about it. Yeah. Like I have to, okay. This happened. What am I feeling about it? What what hurts? What stinks? What am I excited about? Um. So no, I haven't been a therapist yet, but also you know I, I just keep using the tools that he used of don't bury it, yeah, take it out, you know. And even you and Jason, you know, you guys model this too, and it helps me go. Okay, I'm not gonna bury this. I'm gonna deal with it. I'm gonna talk with Natalie the things I need to talk on. I'm gonna talk with Ben on the things. I'm gonna go kayaking, and so yeah. Um. I'm just proud in, in a really shitty week. I haven't like taken out in those closest to me and seen yeah, that growth. So that's huge. Yeah. I feel like I just rambled for two hours there. How about, how about you? How, how has mental health and therapy been going? Yeah. I have a love hate relationship with therapy right now. It's, um, well, it's kind of, probably kind of like going to the gym. It is like, oh, very much. Is. Like you love what happens, but not always during. Yeah. Like that's very true. Um, so earlier this week, I think it was yesterday, my therapist emails me and that's not, it's not a normal thing. So I was like, you're like, huh, oh crap. <laughs> why, why is Sean emailing me? Yeah. He's just emailing me because we didn't cover this in our session, but Monday's Memorial day. So he was just like, so I'll see you in two weeks. And I, <laughs> I had a very happy moment. I was like, yes, <laughs> I don't have to go to therapy next week. Yes. So I think I'm due for a break. And one of the things that we talked about recently is the fact that I've wanted to cancel. Yeah. But that stupid cancellation fee, if you don't cancel within 24 hours and you get billed for it. Yeah. It's my saving grace. (laughs) But I I told him in therapy, I was like, you know, there's times where I really don't want to be here, Sean. And just just so you know. Yeah. And didn't rattle him at all. He's He's like, like, okay. (laughs) Yeah. And you're here. Yep. So, um, so that's been really good. And then also just our conversations, um, about the, the family life growing up. Yeah. Like that was so rough. And so I, we talked about it while I was, while we were kayaking Yeah. and then I brought it up in therapy and further unpacked it. So it's doing good things hanging out with you. So thank you for that. Because it is, right? When you have those friendships where you can just let it out. Yeah. And I found with you, like, you and I, very similar childhoods. Yeah. 
again, it oddly, it's kind of like the yard work with the neighbors. Somehow it weirdly makes me feel better that somebody sure. else went through it. And I'm like, okay, my life was weird. Yes. And I didn't love all my childhood, but somebody else went through it. Yes. And I'm not the only one who had it. So For sure. Oh. For sure. And then with Jason, like, you know, I don't, I would not be where I'm at with mental health right now if it weren't for Jason's pesky <laughs> peer pressure into therapy. Yeah. He does a far better job than I do of peer pressuring people. Oh, and for if sure. he were if he was here, you'd probably be getting your ass whooped about be, be, not be calling up the therapist right, right. now. <laughs> Mike needs to see you. So <laughs> right now. So but no, Jason has just been it's been so huge. Yeah. To have his influence and I don't think I would have ever stuck with therapy as long as I yeah. have. So that's uh it's so cool when when you have those people in your life. It's almost like providence. So speaking of that, <laughs> that was a really good transition. I know. Our our next our next bucket, I don't know if you guys still call them buckets, but um uh faith is important to Ben and I and and, and to Jason as well. Um, so, so we do want to talk about faith. We understand that all of you are Christians, and um, but we want to encourage you to to look at your spiritual life or anything that's spiritual like to you, and just um, look at it, process it, ask questions about it. Um, so we are going to transition to the faith bucket here. And Ben, you have this really interesting chart. Do you want to explain this? Yeah, I'll... to me and to all of us. <laughs> so this is coming out of something that my pastors brought up several times over the last couple of weeks. Um, attendance is super low in a lot of churches since COVID. Yeah, like some churches up to sixty percent, or no, sorry, up to forty percent of the church has disengaged yeah. and kind of drifted. And yeah. so churches are operating at 60 to 80% of what they were pre-COVID. Can I, can I do some math here? I, I can give you an idea of with ours. Yeah, please. Let me, let me. Don't hurt your brain too much. Let me pull up my calculator because I cannot do this. And my math teacher in sixth grade who said I wouldn't always have a calculator with me. Ha, ha, ha. <laughs> if he only knew. Yeah, we're, 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 we're probably at 60% at, at most of where we were pre-COVID. Wow. Yeah. That's just wild to me. Yeah. So I guess my thought is a um, couple of things. What's your What's your first impression of that? Um, I guess I'm shocked, but I shouldn't be. But even I'm looking at this, like the people who have attended in all U.S. in the last month. If I'm doing math correctly, twenty six, thirty one percent in the last month post pandemic. Yeah. Um. But here's here's what I think the pandemic did. It gave people who were going because they always had or they felt like they should or grandma made them mm-hmm. or my family's always gone here. They had a, a real excuse to not go. Yes. And so they stopped going and maybe they watched online for a bit. But church online sucks. It does. Like there's no way around it. Like for the first week it was cool because if church started at nine o'clock, I could wake up at eight fifty (laughs) five, roll down to 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 the couch and could watch. Sweet. That was awesome. But then it's like, do you sing? Right. That's weird. (laughs) Singing in your living room? Because because like I love to sing loud, but I I suck at singing. Right. So it's fine when it's five hundred people, six hundred people, but when it's the three of us. 
it's like okay stop singing so loud (laughs) yeah yeah it's like dad you're not a good singer um (laughs) so i think people got out of the habit Hmm. and you know there's some who who still have health reasons of why they're not back in sure there's a lot who i think it just got out of the habit and there was no pressure and unless it's important to you like i would much rather do brunch if it wasn't an important thing like you'd say, Mike, if, if this isn't something that you're going to dedicate your life to, do you want to get up or would you rather just have brunch? Right. I would go have brunch at brunch at like um, Anna's house every yes. single Sunday instead. So I get it. Like, I think people are just like, I thought this was important and I took a break and it's not important. Yeah. So that's my rambling thoughts on that. Yeah. Do you have thoughts on what's going on? I do. And I think I you summed it up really well. And I don't think there's anything else that really sticks out to me other than I guess there's maybe a grief or a sadness. That's like, yo, I always wondered if it was like that, like if something happened and that would stop churches from operating as they normally did, would people come back? And I guess the optimist in me always thought, of course, yeah, it's, it's church. Church will always be important. Yeah, and what we're seeing in in culture in America is Christianity is really kind of falling to the wayside for yep. a lot of people. Um, I think it's to the point where the majority, like the majority of adults in America, used to be Christian. I guess. In quotes, yeah. Yeah. Like <laughs> like uh, 50% plus yep. claim to be Christians, Correct. whatever that means for them. But now statistics are shifting and it's like 45 to 47%. And yeah. it's just like, hmm. So part of me is a little bit sad. But then there's also a part of me that's honestly maybe a little excited. Yeah. For the 47 or 45% who are actually in it. And, and like, it's not just nominal for them. It's not just this, this is what we always did. Yeah. It's actually, this is important to me. So I kind of celebrate those people, but yeah. there's also that wishing that it was different. Yeah. I'm with you. Like, I think I always knew it was there. Yeah. I hoped it wasn't. And yet now we're seeing, oh, there was maybe, I was I think it's chaff is that right yeah the wheat there's yeah chaff. the wheat and the chaff i always say chaff or chaff i never know it's all those <laughs> words that you're like wait which one is it right but it's the chaff of like and again like it's sad to see but also part of me is hopeful yeah because maybe some of those who were cultural christians have just said this is not part of my life and i think for the hope of christianity that's maybe better yeah i think there there's a lot of truth there and I also see a very powerful movement of Christians, quote, deconstructing, unquote. Yes. Um, but in a lot of ways, separating themselves from the Christian nationalism. There's yeah. so many other toxic elements of the church. Yeah. And that excites me yeah. to think yeah. of what the church can look like yeah. without that baggage. Because it's like it was never meant to be that. Never this power thing. Never yes. this... And it's become that. And so I think this is part of that movement, right, is maybe some people who were there left. There's those of us who, who are like, hey, there's there's this Jesus way that maybe doesn't look like the 
USA yes. version of it. So yes. yeah, I'm a little bit yeah sad, excited, a little bit like well, at least at least at least we know where people are. I guess that's right. where I'd always rather be. I'd rather know where somebody is. For sure. I just had a conversation week this week with somebody. I was like, okay, you're beating around the bush. Tell me what you're really saying and so that we can deal with that issue. Right. Instead of, well, just, just so I'd rather have that with Christians. Hey, hey, are you a follower of Jesus or not? Are you in or are you out? Yeah. Is this important to you? Sweet. Let's 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 figure this out. And if we have 60% of us, that means there's space for new people right. to come in. Yeah. And so let's let's do it together. Yeah, so. absolutely. So with all of that. My my final question that comes to mind is what are the <laughs> what is each of our church doing to re-engage people to bring them back in? Does your church have anything strategic that they're doing to open the doors and try to welcome some of these people back? What does that look like? Yeah. And <laughs> so I don't know if we're at the point anymore where we're really pushing for all of the quote unquote old people back. Like I sure. and, and I don't mean age, but people who were there. We we really reached out by phone um conversations as staff members twice since um pandemic. And I think we we definitely know where a lot of people stand now. Now it's an opportunity of hey, now now we really have a chance hmm. to really to really in in our own lives as we work with non Christians. Is there somebody we can invite to church? Is there work with who? You said non-Christians. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I was like, where did I, what did I say? It's one of those weeks. Like, it's your own word. I know. Oh yeah. Pre-Christians. As we work with pre-Christians. There like, you go. Crap. You got me going. <laughs> uh, as we work with pre-Christians, we live with pre-Christians. You know, there's space now. There's, there's, and there's less people there for fake reasons mm-hmm. or not fake reasons. I don't want to say that. Pressures on them. Yes. So, society wise. Right. And so they're they're going to meet people who want to be there, which I think is true of anything. Like if you have people who want to be anywhere, that's much more exciting. Oh, it doesn't sure. matter where you are. Like a job. If you have a workplace where no one wants to be, no one wants to join that. Right. They're like, eh, see ya. Stay away from there. So when it's that, I think it's, yeah. So I think it's really saying, how are we going to engage with our neighbors? Mm, because yeah. there's, there's opportunity now. So that's where I think we've gone. Like we've reached out to people. We've tried to have conversations about masks and other things and oh, yes. hurts and all these things. And some people are just like, nope, I found somewhere new or not going anywhere. Hmm. And you know what? You keep loving them, but you also go, we can't make right. you. You're yeah. growing up. Yeah. So, make your own decisions. So how, how how about for you? What is what is your church doing or yeah. not doing? So I just became aware of this within the last two weeks. Um I once put an offer out to my pastor. I was like, hey, if you ever want to do like a kayak and a bonfire type of event, I'd love to do that for people in the church. And she actually took it seriously and just recently contacted me and said, you know, we've got this strategic plan that we're working. We want to engage um, not only the core people that have been with us through the whole COVID craziness and stuck with us. She's like, we also want to target the community level people, those who are maybe not as deeply connected to our church. And like, she's going off on this huge plan and I'm like, this is awesome. Yeah. So yeah, our church is being incredibly strategic in putting events on the calendar that have a purpose and 
including bonfires at the Crockers, yeah. which will be a ton of fun. Oh, nice. Um, I think we're having the worship team for one of them. So really cool stuff. So um, it's been really fun to be a part of a church that is taking this, I would say seriously, yeah, but not taking it seriously like, oh my gosh, people are going to go to hell if they don't get back to church. Yeah. It's more church should be a place where people want to be and let's make sure we're making it that way. And let's make sure that we're creating opportunities for people to get plugged back into the community. That's awesome. So it's been fun to, to see that and to play a small part in it. Yeah. So speaking of bonfires, you talk about these bonfires are going to invite us all to, and I haven't seen an invite yet. Well, I'm waiting for the church to give me the calendar dates. So I, I know which ones are off limits and it'll come. (laughs) It will come. We will have. It will happen. So I think I have to book a uh, a um hotel room on the night of the bonfire because because <laughs> Grand North Side of Grand Rapids to Holland. Oh man, it is a good good day's trip away. That's a day's journey, according to Jason. For those of you not in Michigan, it's not far. It's, <laughs> it's forty five minutes. At all. Yeah, that's great. Well, good stuff. Uh, this is the point where Jason would look at the time and say, we're about an hour and 20 minutes in. Oh, that pisses me off. Like, so I, I told Jason that one time, like, because like as a listener, I'm like flowing with you guys. You're having conversation. I'm doing something. Yeah. I'm, you know, and all of a sudden it's like, oh, like I didn't realize it was an hour in. All of a sudden he points it out. And I'm like, come on, stop it. So, <laughs> yes. Well, I saved it for the end. Uh, yeah. We have reached the end. And as we wrap up, we always like to share a takeaway, something that stood out to you from the conversation. Um, you know, this show is is not necessarily scripted. I mean, we have a, a rundown of what we want to talk about, but um, there's always things that just stick out. And yeah. uh, I'm going to put you on the spot because I'm in the host chair. There you go. What's the takeaway that you have from tonight's show? Yeah. So, so again, I saw this coming. So I was listening to your last response and I was formulating. So, um, here, here's where I take away from you. You are one tough, badass person. And I well, mean that you. why, by why I mean that by uh, it's a good, it's ending. Cause apparently I can't <laughs> speak anymore words, but like even overcoming gout, overcoming. Yeah. You, as you talked about when in episode three, like you f- sounded like a guy who was defeated oh yeah like yeah like 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 life had won like looking back i don't think i started listening then i i would have been like i think ben is done for the count and to see where you come now and even with your mental health like just dealing with your boss like not dealing but like just bringing that issue right like right you're tough you are a badass and i love seeing that um it inspires me. So yeah, you know, we had that even with our conversation kayaking, but I, you know, even more now I'm like, Ben is a badass. So take that, Jason. <laughs> ben is a badass. He's gonna be like, what the, what the And I keep kicking things over here. Yeah. And it's it's me swearing, like somebody has to swear. If Jason's not it's here, true. I'll swear for him. Yes. So nice. How about you? What's what is your takeaway? You are just an incredible neighbor. Uh-huh. Like you talk about um the guys and you talk about the pastor that lives in close proximity and then the lesbian couple. And it's just like, I don't even really, okay, that's not true. I do know my neighbors, but I don't interact with my neighbors on that level. And that's inspiring to me. Um, 
you know, we're called to love our neighbor and you do that very well. Thank you. So so that's a really good example for me. So that's what I'm taking with me. Um, I want to be a better neighbor and put myself out there. And it's just so uncomfortable sometimes. Yep. It can be. But just the picture of you and your neighbors doing yard work yeah. together with like, who does that? Like, that's just really cool. So that is from the 1950s without without all of the weird racist oppression right. stuff that happened back then. For sure. Awesome. Well, this has been a ton of fun. Thank you to everybody who has tuned in to listen to stories about our journey. In other <laughs> words, that would drive Jason up a wall. And also how, how we pivoted on our journey and we circled <laughs> back to some things. Yes. Thank you for tuning in. This has been an update on Ben and Mike's journey. And the funniest thing about all of this is Jason's the one who has to edit. So Jason, we missed you tonight, but we are so glad that you're able to step away from all of this and enjoy some time with your fam. So good on you for making that happen. And uh, we will see all the rest of you next time on the threads podcast life unfiltered know how to end a show jason where are you <laughs> still not as bad as when jason did that <laughs> we, talk we talk about shit like, no, there's the name threats <laughs> all right there's now buckets. i need to go back to the video and make sure i know how to stop recording and save it to the company.